Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Hey Kyle Yeah buddy You know what the listeners are going to be missing out on? A pretty good conversation about sexual fetishes Mm. I wouldn't, okay, sure. Those are a lot of words that I would use to not describe what just went on. But yeah, I guess in the, the grand vaguity of it all, yeah. But yeah. you're missing out on a, a 10 minute long conversation. Okay, for for guys that bring up like not really being into furry stuff, we bring up furries a lot for some reason. Yeah. And also like scalies and, and skinnies and <laughs> baddies. Bivalves. I think Michael said, yeah. Yeah. On, on that lost audio. <laughs> uh, Lucky them, though, right? They got to miss out on all that good stuff. Maybe. If they stick around to the end, they can hear all of it except for Ryan's part. <laughs> yes. Surprise. So enjoy that, can everybody. Anyone, can anyone guess why we have a new opening? Anyways, uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? Is that Sick. us guys or like Sick. the listeners? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you know <laughs> I guess I would have been waiting just as long for an answer from the listeners as well. So <laughs> That's fair. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Kyle, what's up? I'm doing great. I'm worried about Sean because he's sick, but he's a soldier. A no-limit soldier. Damn right. Call me the universal soldier. I'm going to kick this COVID right in the ball sack. Oh, man. What a hero, though. Everybody, if you're listening at home, clap right now for Sean because he's recording while he has COVID. Give him some energy. It's like Tinkerbell, you know? Please don't. (laughs) What I really need is everybody to send me healing vibes because I absolutely was just playing with a push pin in my lap, and now I dropped it between my legs and I can't find it. So I'm really praying during this episode. I don't get a push pin in my ball sack. I was going to say, did it fall into your open urethra? Did you check your ace? Are you ace? (laughs) These, uh... (laughs) Fuck, I was going to say something witty and funny. I know it. Just imagine I did, everybody. It was was really funny, actually. I see Sean looking for the thumbtack or the push pin, and I kind of wish he left it there, because it's like podcast roulette. Oh! There it is. He found (laughs) it. Crazy. You never know what's going to happen. Just in the middle of okay, like boys, really I getting in it. on Joe Pesci and then just like, ow! <laughs> also, I found this on my chair, which is also very hell, sharp. Dude? So, like, I don't That's... know what the hell I've been doing in this seat, but it's very dangerous. <laughs> You're playing a fresh game called Needle in a Ball Sack. Yeah, right? <laughs> I spent a long time being called Needle rolled off the and tongue. now I'm just making it a reality. <laughs> set that up. Thank you. The toothpick mm. I like... Uh, also, I like that it's probably been there for way longer, and you have just been, by the grace of God. Yeah. It's, was it and a it's toothpick? metal, too. Oh, it's a metal toothpick? What the fuck, yeah. dude? I think that's just yeah. called a nail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could give that to the biker mice from Mars, and they could, like, fuck some things up with it. Like, that's how, yeah. if I taxidermied mice or squirrels, I would use that as a sword for, like, a... Uh, Count of Monte Cristo rapier scene. 
This wouldn't even. This would be like I'm a javelin. That up deep. <laughs> it's a javelin. <laughs> so like uh, an Olympic. Olympic taxidermied mice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kyle just gets into the the world of taxidermy and only does Olympic scenes. Not the raccoons are America. Years. The badgers are Russia. Hmm. It's very yeah, Wes and, uh, Anderson. Yeah. Oh, it is very Wes. I'm pitching it. I'm, I'm Beavers West. are Canada. Yeah. Wes is agent. Get ready. <laughs> We're gonna make a movie with center focus shots. Where's where? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Very muted color palette. Done. Hire Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman. Done. It's it's set during the Beijing Olympics and it's called Miracle on Rice. <laughs> it's not yeah, far yeah. off from Isle of Dogs, I don't think. Right. That's that's yeah. It's about. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait to hear what Wes Anderson, famous white man, has to say about China history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. That's who, that's who I'd give it to. <laughs> I'd cast Paul Giamatti in the lead. Because when I think China... You know, <laughs> Paul Giamatti's never been in an Anderson. He seems like he'd be perfect. I would love Has to see he that not? movie. Oh, yeah, he's not. But he... I'll be perfect. Dead. Perfect fit. Yeah. He is in one of my favorite suspense movies. Uh, which I'm not I'm not in a rush to watch anymore because it has uh, Kevin Spacey too. Ooh, it's the negotiator. Big fat liar. Uh, Big okay. fat liars. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Where he's just Very blue for half the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's Amanda Bynes too, isn't it? Oof. And Frankie Muniz, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. had just uh, what what wild career trajectories there. Woof. Yeah, I just read that Amanda Bynes yeah. um, gave up her podcast after one episode uh, to do nail manicures. And you know what? Well, Good for her. Man, also, do what makes you happy. Don't get face tattoos, people. Oh, she got one, didn't she? And those yeah, piercings. Like the weird, like, I think she had what the, uh, I think the things that made like that, what indentations or whatever, like the things. Dermals? That sounds like it could be right, but that also sounds like it could be a skinny or a a scaly thing. The dermals. (laughs) (laughs) Again, listen to the end of the episode, folks. You'll hear that really weird conversation. It was great. But no, dermals are when like, um, when you just see people with jewelry in their face because it's just like literally. It's a piercing just in your skin. And I think that's it. I think she had like mm-hmm. the dermals too. She went all out. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that was a weird trajectory. Hollywood, man, it'll chew you up. Yeah. yeah I it know, was really rough obviously. to the child stars. <laughs> yeah. Really, like the only one that made it out okay is uh, Macaulay. Oh, he my God. He just gets to hang out Can with the red letter really media guys that? now. I mean, Macaulay, it took like 20 he had a real tough time. Yeah. Okay. Well, he had a real tough time. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Radcliffe, he Radcliffe made it did out pretty finally, well. Guys. Say, like, the Smith kids, maybe. <laughs> the Smith kids. Yeah. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Oh. Kids. Because oh. their parents oh. take all the drama away from them. 
how can you even focus on the kids with those two at the at the wheel? That's true. Uh, Jaden Jaden does enough. Did you ever see? What does? Did you ever see him at Kim and Kanye's wedding when he was in the white Batman suit? No. You've never seen that? It's fucking insane, dude. Uh, Who did that? Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, went to Kim and Kanye's wedding in an all white Batman suit. Yeah. Have you never seen this, Michael? I'm looking at it now. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's legit. Send it in the chat so Sean can see it. No, I've seen it's it before. I thought you were. You, yeah, it's insane, dude. I thought you were talking about like Will Smith having done it. It's, re- it's really like, not great. Man, that's wild. Celebrity, dude. It's like, who was it? It was, uh, I think it, it was on Bill Burr's show. Uh, he's the, the Hot Pocket guy. I'm terrible. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Fantastic. He was talking about like, celebrity is it's like a star like it literally you either burn out and like you get like some people are at that level and he's like you don't want to be at that level i feel or like i don't know man where you just like a notch below it yeah we're just like nobody second guesses anything that you say and like you have nobody to like that really cares for you (laughs) because like who would be like yeah dude wear an all-white batman suit to the wedding that's awesome that sounds like a dope idea you should yeah. do it. <laughs> That's why I should I should join Hollywood and just tell people no. You'll be the no man. You'll you'll be the first ever no sycophant. It could really sell a Nick something up. Oh no! I oh we're good. I just had to okay. uh, ditch the headset, and you're coming through the speakers. Catch you guys low, and I've got pretty decent hearing, so we're it's, okay. Uh, and what are you gonna do? Um, fuck, I lose my rhythms, I lose my rhymes, look out world, it's bobsled time. It's bobsled time. <laughs> Love that movie. Disney Peak. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy, yes, holidays. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I know Sean looks confused. He says it's not picking up, so waveforms look What's- good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and it's a flat line, except for when I talk. Like I said, I've got the audio very low, and I'm I'm pretty decent at hearing. Pretty decent. <laughs> we're going to do what we're going to do. I don't do. know if you know this, uh, so I'm good at hearing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> it's a wild ride. It's the, uh, it's the Christmas spirit. What are we going to do? Um, what was I going to say now? Cool Runnings is the best Disney movie ever, I think is what you're saying. It is a good one. It's got John Candy, which elevates it quite a bit. Uh, It's also about the Olympics. We were already pitching Olympic movies earlier. We we need need a Chinese A taxidermied remake of Cool Runnings directed by Wes Anderson. (laughs) Are we just going to keep stacking? Okay, then yeah. And then... yeah. And they're also furries controlling the bobsled. <laughs> the the mice are furries? Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but... <laughs> so The mice are in different animal costumes. It's Is like... John Candy's yeah. character played by the cat from... Uh, 
fucking Chippendale, I got there. Sick. Remember the big fat boss cat? Nobody? Yeah, know. okay. I don't know its name, but... Mice dressed up as in. cats. That sounds a little... You know... <laughs> like, these guys are trying to kill us. Let's uh, embrace it. A bit of a, you know... <laughs> a bit sadistic there. It's really progressive. You know what's sadistic <laughs> is a... Uh, a cat that has diplomatic immunity. What? Because <laughs> maybe uh, I was trying African to lead cat? into this this movie, but a cat would have diplomatic immunity in the mice world. He could get away with a lot. Mm, okay. Okay. You see, that's I. I okay. I Thanks feel, for giving I feel me like the time. That could to, be a pretty solid show pitch. I don't think the cat <laughs> would even like invoke a diplomatic immunity. He'd just. Send it, you know. A, a cat cares not everything. for diplomats. Yeah. <laughs> you guys cat uh, people? Who likes cats here? I got a cat. I like cats. I'm not opposed to them. Uh, we don't have one, but I wouldn't be ashamed. Or not ashamed. I wouldn't be uh, opposed <laughs> to having one. Uh, we just don't. But I like every cat that I've ever met. They're all pretty chill. Nice. I'm okay. Very you like every cat I've ever. Listen, there's been no cats that's ever done me wrong. <laughs> right. I know Ryan cats is allergic me. to cats. But yep. he's still mm. a sweetheart. You babysat a cat for like two weeks once and you just took Benadryl every day. It killed How me. How miserable was that? <laughs> it killed me. But uh, the cat needed a place for the for the time being. What you gonna do? Brian's just a sweetheart. Mm. Uh, Save that judgment for cat. after we talk about Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> <laughs> the cat had diplomatic immunity in Ryan's house. It mm. did. It there did. And it was also hoarding Krugerrands. And I was like, what the fuck, cat? <laughs> Your cat was from South Africa? Yeah, uh, that cat. Yeah. Wow. Ryan's over here aiding and abetting racist cats. <laughs> wow. I guess the villain yeah, I guess the villains are racist here. That's oh, oh yeah. They're, ter- yeah, they're terribly yeah. racist. I would say it's a little wild. bit. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> they're a little bit racist. He, he goes, calls Why one of them to Adolf Africa? multiple times. You're black. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, Lethal man. Weapon 2, gentlemen. We're on the we we covered the first one on our uh action movie half December in July. Mm. Which brought us to action movie December now proper. And yeah. we're covering uh Lethal Weapon Dos Part Deux, if you will. Lethaler weapon. <laughs> Get lethaler. Oh, they should have done it in like instead of the numerical way, just do it the grammatical way. So lethal, lethaler, lethaliest. <laughs> lethaliest. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? That's the evolution, yeah. the Pokemon evolution. <laughs> lethal weaponer, ev- lethal weaponist. Yeah. Just, and then there's Giga lethal, Mega lethal. Yeah, Should've and then Gigantamax lethal. Lethal weapons. <laughs> lethal weapons. And then they really had to force Murtaugh, like, off the chain on this one. So it would, like, fulfill that title. There we go. So mm. it's like, just like James Cameron when he pitched Aliens. 
they're just like for the sequel this is lethal weapons just pulls down like a draw (laughs) draw string thing that just has a giant s on it and then everyone's like oh shit oh my god (laughs) he's a genius (laughs) have you have you never heard that michael that how that's how james cameron pitched aliens yeah yeah and then he drew like (laughs) the money sign yeah with the money yeah how just the absolute balls audacity. <laughs> I no notes, just perfect. <laughs> and it worked. They're like, yeah. yeah, here you go. Yeah, make that. I bitch. feel like that's most of James Cameron's career. You can wrap up with the balls, the audacity, and yet dot dot dot. It worked. <laughs> and the uh-huh. follow up, <laughs> mm. the finesse. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, what's your least favorite James Cameron movie? Avatar. Yeah, easy. Second Not even a hard one. Avatar. I love Aliens. I love The Abyss. Titanic's fine for what it is. I don't like Avatar. I don't hate it, but I don't really like or love it. Yeah, either. that's the problem with Avatar. It's just so mediocre. Like, it's okay. It's it's. There's some cool stuff happening, but you're just you don't give a shit. Yeah. That was a a, a great man. Talk about the world changing for like 10 years when it came to movies because of that movie. And like then for the next three years, every movie that you went to, you had to choose between seeing it like a normal pleb or playing, paying three extra dollars to watch it with stupid glasses. (laughs) I was fully on the glasses train, man. I was all about that shit. It made going to the theater. It made it worth. It was, it was an event like, at least it yeah. was like something. I was like, "All right, cool, man. Let's get into this." But uh, I could also see why people don't like it. I, I remember just, I enjoyed yeah. it quite a lot. We went to go see um, the third Harold and Kumar movie. <laughs> All and, right, so uh, that's that's the other part of it. Some of them are a bit ridiculous. Well, and it's just like they were like, "Okay, yeah, it's going to be like you know four thousand dollars to see it, please." And we were like, "Can we see it like not in three D?" And they're like. No, the movie is called Harold and Kumar, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas in 3D. You have to see it in 3D. They didn't even give like, you the come option. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember when shortly after that happened? And by shortly, I mean like within months of that happening. By the time Avatar came out on DVD, they were then selling TVs that had the glasses and stuff. Did anybody mm-hmm. in here? My buddy Josh had one. Yeah, he had one that he really, really liked, um, and it just broke on him like last year. He had to finally replace it, but he really enjoyed it. Um, I always like. Didn't they have a couple that were like the active, where you didn't even need the glasses, that were like the three DS? No screen? way. Yeah, it was like you would you sort of adjust it with like a. It's almost like a slider on the remote. Yeah, and yeah, it was exactly like the three DS. And like, yeah, oh. but you could look at it, it, it could like completely turn off the 3D effect too if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, if I had one of those, That's it would be okay. So that would be like I would imagine someone who's got a really nice VR headset. Whenever somebody comes over, it doesn't even matter. It could just be like your grandpa over for dinner. You're like, Grandpa, you got to try this. It's gonna change. Check your it life. out. Yeah, I would do that with my TV to anyone. Like the mailman sure, would sure. come up and drop on and like <laughs> Steve. Get the fuck in here. You got to see this. This is going to change your world, man. This is going to change the way you watch Judge Judy, bro. I did that to Ryan when I got my 4K TV and DVD player. I was like, dude, you got to watch this Mad Max scene. 
<laughs> like yeah. I said it down. What was it, Fury that's, Road? That's a good yeah, showcase. Yeah. It was like the uh, the mm. tornado chase scene in Fury. I was like, dude, you got to see this shit. It's fucking insane. That's awesome. What is it, life-changing? I, no, he didn't go get a 4K TV that day. He was like, that was pretty <laughs> cool. I'm not going to get one. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I'm not selling it to you. I was just like, this looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine doing that? Like but you actually always had another couple in the back like show somebody one of these TVs with this 3DS feature on it right and they're like oh my god I gotta get me one of those and you're like Haha, today's your lucky day well, I've got one TVs. in box back here I fell <laughs> off a truck <laughs> <laughs> for the low low price of $3,000 or 17 monthly installments um <sighs> I would have seen Lethal Weapon 2 and 3D. Yeah? Is there Just anything so in this I movie that see, would have uh, really worked? When the uh I mean when the building collapses, that could be they could maybe do something. Yo, like they could have when he pulls that one that one support out the and it, the whole building collapses. Yeah. Very, very, very GTA five. They ripped that game off so hard. <laughs> yeah. That's my biggest complaint. What? <laughs> what? No, that is uh, a great the- part in GTA Five. That that scene rocks. Oh, you do do that in yeah, that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You totally Game. pull one down. Um, in the exact, it's like on the dirt road underneath. It's a total homage to Lethal Dude, Weapon too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I think wow. uh, Lethal. Aren't Weapon. you also wearing like a black hat at one point in that? Just in that segment, I feel like you are. Maybe I'm probably. Uh, who is it? Michael? Who does it? Uh huh. It's Michael mm-hmm. and oh, Trevor, man. or not Trevor? Uh, the Fra- other one. Yeah, Franklin. Mm. Why did I? Why was I about to say CJ? Was that the one in? Uh, that, that's San G- Andreas, right? That's San uh, Andreas. Oh. Get right, the train, the, CJ. Yeah, who's the third CJ. guy. Is it Carl? What's his name then? I thought he was CJ. No, Trevor he's Michael the one from San Andreas. Oh shit! Here we go again. Yeah, you you guys just said it, Franklin. Mm-hmm. Franklin. Yeah, it was. Franklin. Oh, okay. All right. It's been a while. Yeah, Franklin, Michael, and Trevor. But yeah, they totally pulled that down. Uh, that's the entire end of this movie. Well, that's the last. No there's, way, man! Not even scene. close. There's like that whole capoeira dude that doesn't even do any spins and flips. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Yeah, where do we start? I guess at the at the beginning. I did like... Sorry, I'll, I'll tell you where note. we can start. Yeah. I'll start by saying how much... Okay. No matter how much I like this movie, no matter how much I enjoy this movie, more than I enjoyed the first movie... I will not stand for what they've done to my boy Riggs's hair. <laughs> he went from having this gorgeous head of feathered locks, that feathered, gorgeous, it looks so good, to now it's all like it's got product in it. And I sent Kyle something. It looks like someone's like female gym teacher from like 1992. <laughs> like Very, man. very heavy. Female gym teacher vibe. I had gym I, teachers I with feathered hair. That. I could have just as easily seen Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon 1 in a gym room. 
in a gym. <laughs> yeah. I guess. No, not well, yeah, gym room. That was, a, that gym was room. an 80s gym teacher. That was an yeah, 80s gym teacher. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Get out of my gym like room, that. kids. <laughs> Get line up. Let's do jumping jacks. <laughs> they did it not was, avoid that. Isn't it 80s Mel Gibson? That's the meme of uh, 80s mom watching you open Christmas presents. Yes. I think it's like Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson, one. So good. Just that, that intense staring with the cigarette. Uh, <laughs> my, my one note was like, if cars in real life behave like they did in 80s action movies, nobody would drive anywhere because they just explode at the smallest wreck. That one yeah. guy drives through just like a car and that car just <laughs> explodes. It's the, that's the what we talked about cool with scene. the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> like we had a whole talking point on that too. They just never learn, man. Why? Why no would matter- anybody drive for real if that was the if you just had the minorest slight bump in the front of your car and it just explodes? And no I- matter how square and boxy any car from the eighties was, the hood of the car is absolutely a ramp. No matter <laughs> what, it you know. The hood doesn't start for like four feet off the ground, but any car will just launch up that bad boy, flip over, get into the air. Every car, with the exception of Murtaugh's car, Murtaugh, his wife's car. Yo, his car. (laughs) I love how much this car just gets beat up. Beat (laughs) Beat to shit the entire movie. Every time you see it, something else is more fucked up. I I really enjoy it. What just when it had they're at the fucking subway, and I love his whole bit about drive throughs because <laughs> I fully agree with Joe Pesci on the drive through rant, especially at a you, subway. Man. They do fuck you really hard. You won't notice until you're too far away to go back, and then you don't. And then I'm also like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going back. I'll take whatever <laughs> the fuck I got. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> Ryan's shaking his head. Are you going back if if you realize you got it's fucked just, 10 it's minutes It's just away? a bit that I absolutely did not connect with. And I was like, that is the most like entitled bullshit that just never <laughs> happens. Like, it's not that what? bad. It's so fucking I've stupid. had it. I kind but, of agree. It, like, it doesn't really ever happen. I, don't, I feel yeah, like I, it has I, happened I to me it. a lot, <laughs> specifically at Same. subway drive throughs Like, generally, and well, subways, I don't, admittedly, I generally like, don't care. I don't know. If you're going through drive-thrus, like, I would imagine that would be, like, the most uh, challenging order. Not that, you know, it's meats and some veggies. And, and that's what the is problem that, is with, but... like, Subway is that there's so many different variations. You don't just go up and say, can I get a number yeah. one? Yeah. you got to, like, list all this shit off. And it's like, dude, why not just go inside? Okay, yep. so this is something while watching the movie that I was like, that's not a real thing, is it? I, dude, guys, I had no idea that they're... I thought it was absolute BS that I was watching this and I saw them in a subway drive. That's a thing. Oh, no. oh yeah. The Bloomington yeah. ones, the ones had a couple of them. The Bedford ones had drive through ones. Okay. Uh, they're very common, man. It's well, anxiety-inducing. Ordering from Needless one, I hate say. it because yeah. you don't get to see everything spread out. So you just have to like visualize it from memory and think of like, oh, all right, look at the, <laughs> this is the green tray. Uh, what would be there? Oh, onions. Oh, make sure. Uh, green lettuce. Uh, banana peppers. Oh, shit. Uh, what else is there? I, I don't know. I don't like it. I hate it. I got to go correct inside. me if I'm wrong. Don't you just typically like the way that you would order I always look in there, and if I look at one of those little Cambros and it's got something in there that I normally get, but it looks like shit, I'm not ordering it. I'm not putting yeah. that on my sandwich. 
Like, oh, if I look in there yeah. and I see the onions and they're like fucking translucent and all stringy and stuff, <laughs> throw that shit in the trash, man. Go get me some freshies. But anyways, needless to say, I have had it happen a couple of times where I think I've been absolutely royally boned by a fast food place and I don't really care. But now that I think about it, I think I've actually been hooked up more times than I have not by drive through mm-hmm. people. Where I'll be driving along and I'm like, oh, damn, they gave me like a free four-piece nuggie? Let's go. I love that, yeah. Or you order the four-piece and they give you a six and you're like, all right. My man. Extra fries? Let's go. Yeah, that shit was about to get tossed. Joe Pesci is also skimming tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars from the South African people. So I feel like you don't get to complain about the drive-through so much, dude. Like <laughs> it's beneath like it I don't know. It's maybe some kind He's of a money man, Ryan. Where it's like your character wouldn't be in the drive-through anyway. Your character. You've got so nah. Nah. This is, doesn't okay. ring true. Okay. To okay. Me. okay. 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 Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. This is uh it, here you go. I'm just going to drop this bomb. Uh, I'll get out of the way. It's going to be divisive, I know. Um, I used to think Joe Pesci was really funny in this movie. I find him borderline uh, intolerable. And much like if I'm getting too old for this shit was like the existential quote from Lethal Weapon 1, the Lethal Weapon 2 quote for me is, Shut the fuck up, Leo! Because <laughs> he is so fucking tiring. I cannot stand Joe Pesci in this movie. He really Best got wild. on me. Oof. Because I, okay, I still okay, love Joe Pesci. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. It can be uh, divisive. And I, I think what I love about it is that it's so against a Joe Pesci type. Uh, which is, it's just fun to see him do that in that role. Which I think is similar to why he's so enjoyable in Home Alone. Even though it's still in the same era... The fact that like he he does the cursing like uh, a cartoon character because it's a kids movie, one of the greatest things ever done, and uh, he's he's just a lot of fun in this too. I think he's clearly having fun. I think he's a great third thing for them to play off of because you gotta they need that animosity type character for the chemistry to work because in this one now they're like family almost right they so don't they hate don't each have other. that argumentative chemistry so they need something in there to gum up the works and i think that's the role joe pesci's feeling here he doesn't do it as much because later on he becomes a member of the family unit too yeah but i think so uh early on i I can totally get why you don't dig him too early on in the movie i wanted i was hoping that like future movies would also have him as a third just so that they could he could almost be like the big lebowski donnie He's where they, much they'll there just be doing three, something. They'll be like, "Shut think, the fuck the up, Donnie." Mm-hmm. I think that's what they use him for in three too. He's, I think he's yep. there the whole time for three, and then at least half of four, he kind of has to like sub out with Chris Rock in four, and it goes back between oh, those yeah, two. Chris Rock and that one. Is Chris uh, which one? A lot more Joe Pesci in three. Does three have Jet Li? That's four. He, uh, that's Jet four. Li's the okay. antagonist of four. Mm-hmm. Four is it? What I remember four is pretty gnarly too. <laughs> I'm actually four excited we're doing. By, the, by this time next be, year, we'll be talking about Lethal Weapon four. 
Yeah, it might be a Soulless remake. It might not be good, but I remember really having a lot of fun with it and liking it when I was younger. I don't know. That's a, so, uh, outside of Joe Pesci, I, did you not like a lot of this movie either? Boy, I... Alright. Um, I'm like half half and half, I think, through and through on this one. There's, there's a lot I really like, mostly revolving around like Riggs and Murtaugh and just their dynamic. Like I said... Joe Pesci just never worked for me. He's essentially poochy. I felt he was like just a bit too much and on the nose. Like I see what they're doing and it's like extra. Why do we have to bring it to like level 10? This guy is the level 10 annoyance. And I, I, I just don't think we needed that yet. I think they kind of sand off the edges. If we're just even looking at this narratively or as a character piece, uh, they completely sand the edges off uh, of Riggs and make him kind of, this weird Wolverine character where he's able to just turn the rage on whenever he wants to, whatever's <laughs> fucking convenient. And so yeah. like that all just feels kind of whatever. I don't love the love interest. I think feels very hollow and throwaway. And ultimately I think the bad guys are kind of stupid and lame outside of like the fun diplomatic immunity quote <laughs> and like the, that's it the diplomatic immunity play is i think the only thing interesting otherwise these are the most fucking boring characters that they had to go back and retroactively write in them killing riggs's wife to make them yeah. any kind of like interest i think it's kind of a hit and miss sequel um, it was i don't a... love it i don't hate it but i don't love it the what i had overall i'm much more positive on this movie. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this. I do think one. I like this one a lot more than the first one. Um, because I do enjoy seeing them go more into the campy style. Because I feel that's the that's the true destination for this type of movie. Especially, like, just fucking lean into it. Uh, on that note, I hate when they do try to force in the seriousness. Like, the love interest I do feel is hollow. And then they just kill her. And I felt like that was kind of some real stupid bullshit. Uh, I like how he's how they stole um, basically the scene from Anchorman, where he's like, "The bad man killed Baxter. Bad man <laughs> killed Baxter." The uh, what, I only had like one real. Oh, I thought that also the diplomatic community thing was. Just silly overall. I feel like in the eighties, the guy that wrote this movie like heard that and was like, "Oh." We could do a lot. Dude, there's, they're not yeah. going to smuggle drugs with diplomatic fucking immunity. It's not an overarching, like, get out of jail Doesn't free matter. card. <laughs> so yeah. stupid, dude. I mentioned. Yeah, they, like, they infiltrated the the compound, like, with evidence that they were laundering. And they're like, ah, shit. He said, we can't words. get him. <laughs> we can't get him. <laughs> yeah. We got to leave. I yeah, did, I don't like, think it uh, works that way. At one point, when he told the, the security guard to go get him out of there, and then <laughs> Riggs is just flipping him off with his badge on his finger, I was like, all right, fuck yeah, that's just the ultimate <laughs> bad boy move. I, I mentioned before the show that I enjoyed this movie a lot more than um, the first movie, and like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I guess I could pinpoint a couple reasons why, and like, the feeling as to why, but man... The diplomatic Im immunity, like, storyline is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie. It's like, it's up there. It's up there with Sausage, sausage Party as, like, 
that movie just the idea oh. of that movie was really stupid and the idea of diplomatic immunity is as silly as the plot of lethal weapon 2 <laughs> and yet this is better than lethal weapon 1 <laughs> yes yeah it makes sense, Ryan. Just come on. Just let it be. I, I don't just, know why you're arguing. I'm, I'm this. putting it out there. So we all. So just I'm just making it clear, linear. All right. Good deal. All right. Continue. I yeah. uh, I can't really speak on it because I I never saw Sausage Party. I just had no desire to. So that's good. It's uh, pretty bad. I can't speak on that. I did have you mentioned something that I thought was a good point. I wanted to step on and me. Uh, yeah. I made a good point. When he says, yeah, you like that, Ryan? You cut that too. Uh, how about uh, not fully embrace the baldness ASAC Schrader? I like that little pop up. Mm. Who's that? The is the cop from Baking Bad, Walt's brother. If you guys have never watched, you talking oh, about Dean uh, Norris? Dean Norris, yeah, yeah, Dean Norris. He was he was enjoyable. He he was very. You can see he just intense. I like that. Until he blew up. Can we talk about Man, the uh, Order 66 of the Lethal Weapon universe and how fucking absurd? This is where, what, and this is that's where what I, I maybe don't gel with this movie's tone. Is because somebody jumps on a diving board and fucking yeah, and gets blown up. <laughs> this is after yeah, just like diffused the bomb the entire way into the pool. It's, this is after we've diffused <laughs> the bomb on uh, Murtaugh's toilet, by yeah. the way, which is. Then uh, that was a fun yes. setup. What okay. I was going to say, I thought about oh, the, that exact moment when the girl jumped on the diving board. And I feel like without Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, this is just every other B movie. Uh-huh. For real. I this agree. got a wide release because of the star power in it. Yeah. This is a B movie. Otherwise, with the diplomatic immunity plot, those that ch- that's why they jump out of a hotel, three people into a pool. It's awesome. I Yo, this it. movie's it, ridiculous with yeah. all of those, all of that stuff going on. And like, okay, we just watched Cash and Tango, Tango and Cash, whatever, and how that was like, oh man, that was an ADHD fever dream. Like, that was amazing. And like, you come to this, and not a lot of stuff makes sense in this movie either. Like, there's no way that there's still cops at the end of this movie. Like, <laughs> you got rigs. I don't care what's going on. You got rigs just indiscriminately murdering criminals like he went full-on vigilante and you know what don't care from this point forward lethal weapon is a vigilante series almost in my in my head and you'll see it's a fast and the furious series and it's all about fucking family with some dumb set pieces (laughs) in between it gets weirdly about the family i really don't want to watch a movie about fucking family that's what you're in. Step brother. <laughs> Settle in, because here comes Lisa Ann. I like yeah. how uh, Riggs is able to <laughs> conveniently get over his wife in the vagina of this new lady. <laughs> then immediately, I mean... <laughs> immediately have that band-aid ripped off like five <laughs> minutes later when, right. both, That's when he finds out so she's dead. It, he had the same dude cheap. killed his wife. Yeah, that's literally my biggest and only complaint with the movie is that they fucking kill her off immediately when, like, they've set her up. They've, ah, it was so dumb, dude. And it's just, uh, what, they, they ice boxed her? Is that the term? Am I they using that correctly? Her. Cement Fridged shoes. Fridged her. 
Yeah. They fridged, they fridged her. her. Yep. This movie's filled but, with all those tropes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't like. Was I supposed to be sympathetic? Like she's she's did, clearly yeah. in with these guys, you know. Like you, okay, she's the secretary, but how much can you like pretend to not know how terrible, horrible, 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 racist, it's, neo-Nazi fuckwads these guys are? You're she not does say wrong. At one point, she gives the throwaway line messy like, "When has to pay. this shit gets involved, anyway." But like, even taking out just like logistically, like, oh. She's complicit in some form. Her character, her her essence, her being is only on this film to be a fuck object by Mel Gibson to let yep. her let him get over his dead wife and then be killed so he's free to do whatever he wants and be like a wild man again. A uh, fuck it's object. Just, it's the, by the way that- 80s lazy woman writing oh, kind of summed up. More Three so out of four like, times that he meets her, logically, he draws like his gun fine. on her. She gets her kind of just rewards, but did I read? So I'm, re- I'm reading. There's like a whole bunch of different alternate scripts like, yeah. for this movie, like alternate endings. And yeah. in one of them, I think like she lives, and then like because again, disclaimer: I really like this movie. I agree with Sean. I liked it more than the first one. Um, it more it felt more fun to me. Maybe it's because it was more zany. Um, like I said, they embrace the camp. They lean in. Yeah, they they were like, okay, we need to kind of crank it up a notch here, and they did, and it was great. They did. Um, the what what kind of stuck out to me though, that it just it just ends like it does. Yeah, the climax no happens, resolution. and then that's it. And I read like there was an alternate ending where Rika lives, and then they have that like little family moment back at. Murtaugh's house with everyone's back there and like Riggs has brought Rika and like everyone's all happy and like I know that would be super cheesy but like I feel like this movie needed like just one other thing at the end mm-hmm. to like kind of I don't know stick the landing a little bit better yeah, yeah. oh especially after Danny Glover shoots a uh, <laughs> whatever high up official he is in cold blood with the diplomatic immunity. He murders a South African so diplomat. So belabored. And then it's like, no, well, oh, man. whatever. We're good. Before the other dude, though, what a gnarly death scene. That fucking ruled. When with he gets the, the shipping crate, crate dropped on him? Yeah, oh my God, dude. So good. That was he just so, like walks away, see, like, pushes the, the down button. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. What was not as cool was I loved it, uh, the scene where they jump out of the hotel window into the pool, and it's just so obviously three dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then Mel Gibson's just punching Joe Pesci in the face because he thinks he's the South African guy. So oh, that's so good. Um, also, terrible assassin. He, like, gets all the way in the room before he, like, makes his move. So he's just, like, stuck in there with two officers. Terrible. And so many of these guys, they of course, it's 80s action movie just distilled again to the beautiful core. So much monologuing, so much leaving before they visually see their enemy get killed. Uh-huh. Like, they just throw Mel Gibson off a fucking dock, and the guy leaves before they even kick him in the water, because, like, <laughs> oh, he's gonna die. What are you doing, jackass? Watch him fucking die! <laughs> Uh, you guys might not know that he can dislocate his shoulder and then pop the wrong one back <laughs> in three minutes later, but we know we can. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, uh, Check off also, dislocation. 
The, uh, the Oh, we did get a Chekhov's nail gun. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah so good. I did. I also thought again it was very extreme when like they all right. He's have been having his house rebuilt for a while. At some point, he has heard this nail gun in his house, and yet <laughs> as soon as he hears it here, blah! What the fuck? And he's like, guys, chill the fuck out. Very like honestly, it's the same nail gun I've been using the last three months. <laughs> yeah, Who, what, that was the guy from Mad TV, wasn't it? And uh, I might be. I don't know. But this was also before they were even being targeted, so there's no reason for him to be, like, super on edge either. This is lazy. Lazy. I think that's just... I think that's just, you know, him being old and, you know, from the stresses (laughs) of being a cop for all those years. I can forgive that one. Another part I didn't totally get is, like, why in the fuck does Murtaugh keep going back to his house when he keeps getting ambushed at his fucking house. <laughs> what are you doing, also, dude? Stay the fuck forward, away. Dude. You get you almost got blown up on your own toilet. Oh, I better go back and get this VHS tape. That After conveniently... he was held hostage, potentially, in his house. Three... Also, this, this guy that the mafia is looking for, and he also, I'm supposed to be witness protecting him, I'll just leave him alone in the car in the <laughs> middle of my street. Car. Multiple times. I'll tell him, don't come into my house. Specifically, stay out here alone. I'm the worst bodyguard in the world. Though that does lead to what I thought was a hilarious scene when they bring him into the police station and they're talking to the captain and and Leo just can't shut his fucking mouth. He's like, yeah, well, they tell me to stay in the car and I do well, most of the time. Most okay, of the time. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, they're great officers. <laughs> I love when he's I, like, hey, this could this be pretty character. dangerous, okay? Okay, should I get a gun? No! <laughs> I think, yeah, pretty much every scene in the police station was so good. Like, even in the beginning when, like, Mel They're Gibson's lighting up in the captain's office and the captain's like, hey, what does this say? And he's like, oh, it says the same thing as the snow smoking sign up here. He's door. just like, I don't give a fuck. Which is, is like, I, fuck I, I like that line because the chief had just said it to him. Yes. And I like so that he good. turned that around on him. That was, that was, like, pure distilled bad boy moment. Which mm-hmm. is like, okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, what I won't give them, what the fuck was happening earlier? Oh, I liked when they were doing the chase scene and they're they're starting to do the bet at the thing. And the guy's like, I got 20 on Riggs and Murtaugh. And then they find out that they're driving Murtaugh's wife's car. And he's like, wait, no, I didn't like, know no, the no, station wagon bet. was involved. I'm out. <laughs> My favorite thing about that opening car chase scene is... It was such a good parallel from the end of the first movie where Riggs is chasing the guy on foot through the highway. And it's like, oh, here we go again. He's chasing another dude on foot through the highway. And it's like, oh, let's go. It was just that. I think that was really kind of what hooked me in best. It was a good, really good opening scene to set the tone. Mm -hmm. I did like that it starts like kicking ass right with a car chase. Like we are just right into it. That was a good way to set it up. We don't like, I feel that's kind of what. Die Hard 2, it, we've got the long setup of him, like, which is still funny. And, you know, mm. we're getting through all the uh, the custom shit and him selling or doing whatever. And then, uh, no, I just like that it kicked off right on the right on the beat. And then we have a I, car I explosion within, like, the first three minutes. I do, too, and I think it's a, a big um, part of why I like this movie more than the first one. And the reason is, like especially for viewing these two movies for the first time and like the last six months for this show, 
like watching this movie, it just made me feel that watching the first one was just it felt like an introduction to the characters and like, uh, you know, and then it goes through and by the end, it's like, OK, well, this is the pairing. Cool. And then this movie, you, you're done with all that setup shit. And now they're together and now you're just watching some crazy shit. And it was just more fun to watch for me, I guess. Um, I, I can understand both ways, but it's also I think I've had this discussion on the show before where like I know a lot of people don't like Ready Player One, the movie, but I enjoyed the book so much. And sometimes and I'm in the mindset of, hey, I know these characters. I don't care what you put them in. I'm probably going to enjoy the film just because I like the characters, even if it's not true to what the source material was. It's almost like that. Like, I like the characters. I want to see what crazy shit they can do with the dynamic that I now know and not necessarily what they went through in the first movie. Um, yep. I don't know if that makes any sense or if I just sure. still no, have I, COVID break. I agree. I think I, I clearly, I think I like this movie the least out of everybody here, but you're right. Uh, I think Lethal Weapon is a great intro to Riggs and Murtaugh. And they're still really contentious up until maybe the final act of that movie. Do they start working together as a unit? Um, And so it is nice to just see them kind of have that already. And you just now get to see them work as a team. And I like that. That what works about this movie is that team dynamic. And I'm Mm -hmm. with you. I'm all for that. And I think... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I remember Lethal Weapon 3 being my least favorite of all of them, but even still, I was, I'm was i in it because of Riggs and Murtaugh, because they're just such an interesting, fun character set. Heck they yeah. just mesh so well together. Like, And they that are... really comes out in that bomb scene, like in the bathroom. And like that is like a really good prolonged it scene. It actually is, yeah. Where, where you find Murtaugh just kind of stranded on his toilet because there's a bomb. If he gets up, it's going to go off. And so it's like it does have like that really close moment, but also it does have, you know, the funny moments of, hey, don't make a big deal out of this. Next thing you know, the entire neighborhood's cordoned off. <laughs> Every, every emergency vehicle's there. It is a huge deal that, at this point. That's a great cutaway. You know Riggs joke. is going to do that, you know? Yeah. I, but, uh, buddy. That's, it was a beautiful scene. I loved it. You know, that's a real bro that you're going to pull onto you half naked into a tub. Like, that, that, that's I, yeah. real bro code stuff, you know? And Yo, they keep that, telling him, it's like, Riggs, you got to get out of here. And he just like looks at him and he's just like, I did like that too. Again, yeah. the the unhingedness of. Uh, Riggs is just it's it, it's in it's I think it's naturally part of just the racism of Mel Gibson. That's why he plays unhinged so well. He I thought unhinged. I just heard that for a second, but also in that scene, it does. Uh, I like that. Wow, you just threw a curveball into what I was going to say. <laughs> But I'll bring it back. But there's also like that unhingedness, but also that moment where they just like lock eyes and you uh, you think like Murtaugh thinks that he's going to die. And he's like he has that look in his eyes like he needs to say like, hey, man, I love you. And, and it's just like, I know it's that whole, you I know, know, man, you don't have to say it. I know, man. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like that was such a really, really, really that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. The, I agreed. 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 I do like 100%. when it uh, the, the toilet explodes out and lands on his wife's car that's, just to add more. That's like a cherry on top that uh, uh, it gives it a lot me, of levity. The cherry's old. And yeah, I don't like. It's it. very nicely done, man. 
I love that it's flipping through the air. There is brown stains in the toilet. (laughs) It's kind of gross, kind of juvenile, but hey, if you're in there taking a dump ski. Rick says, man, you scared the shit out of me. And he goes, scared the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Ah, this man's been sitting for the last uh, 18 minutes. He can't stand up, yet alone jump into a bathtub these two are like the blueprint of the buddy cop man danny glover and mel gibson have the absolute best fucking chemistry and it does only get better because they get so familiar with the characters like three and four they they do become a bit of a flanderization but who the fuck cares man it's lethal weapon three it's not the fucking mona lisa and the louvre (laughs) there's no way Okay. It's Lethal Weapon yeah. 2, too, I know. I'm just Th- saying. This may as be poking a bear here with where this started, this whole tradition started, but there's no way that these movies can get as bad as some of the diehard movies that I've, that I've oh, watched. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. No, they no don't. way. No the, way. Like, there's no way. And so, we've been like, lower than we will go. Yeah. There's yeah. no radiation clearing <laughs> mister that we, can free, <laughs> that we can spray to clear the air. Oh, man. Oh. Like, I'm not dreading watching any of these. Sure, right? Yeah. We know that they're yeah. at least entertainable. I know that the Jet Li one yeah. is actually pretty kick-ass. Like, Ryan's, I haven't seen it forever, but from what I remember, that's a fun fucking ride, dude. Because really that is like... Interesting. That's 98. That that's like that one. when, like, special effects were, like, hitting their absolute stride, man. Well, special effects mixed with like the practical martial arts stuff too. Yeah, because you yeah. get to see Jet Loose Jet ah, Jet Lee do some really like fun shit out of like the back of a semi in into traffic. He, I, I remember like just being mind blown by some stuff there, and that's Again. maybe also why this one tamps a little lower for me because if we're being honest, as you guys have talked about the set pieces here. Every single one was done in the first one, except they just tweaked it a little bit. Instead of two people jumping off a building, we have three people, except now they're dummies and it's a less impressive jump into a pool, you know? Oh, and now we're going to... And another fucking pool fight! And that was in the first one, too. The the chases, as you said, the parallel with Mel Gibson running on the first one to the end, the explosion in Murtaugh's house and, like, all the stuff, it all feels just a little... Similar. It's a little uh, but with Joe familiar. Pesci or with the toilet or with something just to like episode change seven. It just a bit. And so it's a little ah, episode yeah. seventy. Yeah. Hey, oh. Empire worked really well. Let's do Empire again. And it's not it's and yeah, like how much can you hate it for that? But it's just I mm-hmm. also know what four does, and they can do interesting things, and I just don't think I like literally. I mean, I, I enjoyed the dummy stunt because I could tell it was dummies, and that made me laugh. It made me um, laugh. Yeah, really. The only one I didn't like is when like he's stuck on the front of the truck, and I didn't like. Did the guy not know he was there? Why did he not ram into any car coming at him? I was questioning the yeah. same thing when he fell down the front. I was like, did he just get run over? And then it does the, you know, the far out wide shot. And I'm like, oh, what the He's fuck is he on holding something? on to right yeah, there? Hanging so on the weird. grill somehow? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude's got fin- climbing finger strength. And like, <laughs> also, this guy clearly doesn't care about smashing into things. And I had yeah. the exact same thought. Why isn't he like just ramming someone in front of him? But mm-hmm. I'm also like at this point of action movie, December movies, 
You just I'm you not looking that for anything off. serious. Like if yeah. I see something actiony and yeah. that makes me laugh because it's dumb or something, I'm not even docking it. I think really. that's yeah, that's embracing the theme of the month, man. Yeah. That's oh, fair. So. Yeah, you guys are at the end of a bunch of these types of movies, so uh, this has this actually year, been a pretty good yeah, month. This has been a really good I, month compared to last year, and even how Lethal Weapon Two ranks among was Sudden Impact, Tango, and Cash, and then uh, not Violet Sudden Impact, Night. Uh, Sudden Death, Sudden Death, mm. Sudden and Death, Violet Night, Violet Night. Oh, Violet and Night, Tango right. and Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this ah! is. I, I don't think there's been a miss. Yeah, I've really enjoyed every movie this this month. Uh, I don't know where I went. Well, I'll think about where I'd They're all very I'd different yeah. movies. For sure, 100%. That helps. Not doing just like a bunch of 80s movies of the same vein. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't even know how I would fairly rank, like, rate them or rank them. Just because I feel like any given day I could slot like, one ahead okay. of the other. As bad as at points that this movie is, it's not even approaching the cheesiness that was Sudden Death, and I fucking loved Sudden Death, man. Sudden that Death was is like probably my low. <laughs> it's it's elevated to like in my top of like bad movies. I want everybody to see that fucking movie, dude. It was so I'm, enjoyable. I said this you, to Kyle. I don't think I think this is probably a better movie. But I think I might enjoy sudden death more. Yeah, <laughs> I really it like embraces its own schlockiness. Oh man! I I yeah. sent this to Kyle and uh, Kyle and Phil the other day. But I work with this guy who just loves terrible movies. Loves terrible movies. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I brought up sudden death. I'm like, Have you seen sudden death? He's like, Oh no, that that's that one with Jean Claude Van Damme, right? With the hockey game, and at some point he's on the ice. I'm like, Yeah, you've seen it. He's like, No. I'm like. Okay, well, that's an awful lot of knowledge for someone who hasn't seen this. a lot of details. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, so you haven't seen the helicopter crash at the end of that movie, right? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, man, you got to see this. This is one of the worst. This is this has got to so be one awesome. of the dumbest pieces of cinema I've ever seen in my entire life. And so I start describing it, and that's not enough. I had to look it up, and I kid you not, I sent this to Kyle and Phil, and it's like a two-minute long just helicopter going from like it's like this it's horizontal like it's supposed to be to just being like this rotors going vertical. like this and just slow mo it's so hilarious dude just, if you haven't seen sudden death it, please watch it oh my god it takes 2 full minutes for this helicopter <laughs> to plummet like 200 feet while having no lift like it should have terminal velocity in 2 seconds have you seen it, that Michael? Have you ever seen Sudden Death? Do everything. Jean-Claude Van Damme no. has a fight scene with the Pittsburgh Penguins mascot. That's 100%. wonderful. That's Dude, so good. You you have to. It's it's so with fucking a meat insane. mallet. Uh, what did it, have either of you seen Violent Night? Because we're gonna pitch you on this one too no. if you have it. Violent oh, Night, man. fucking fantastic, man. No, if you, you like the John movie. Wick movies, you will like Violent Night. I'm telling you. I've never seen a John Wick movie. Wow, John Wick movies are like the some of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life, dog. I thank you, Kyle, for it. making me watch it. Change that, yeah. They, they yeah. are. What did you say, Ryan? So much fun. Change that. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> he said, change that. You really should, man. For real, like all of them are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, some of the best action you will ever see. 
Kyle, you got to watch the fourth one because I... I will, I will. I described a scene to you, like very vaguely, from the fourth movie that I am now seeing get a lot of praise as one of the best action sequences of the year. Ryan, it's the top down. It's a top down shot. It is so fucking cool. I'll watch it. I'll watch it as soon as possible. It's Hotline Um, Miami, the movie, for like a 10 minute stretch, and it's gorgeous and wonderful. It's so yeah. fucking good. Yep. Uh, so so anyways, watch Violent Night. It's bomb. Yeah, you should right. watch Violent, Violent Night. Violent Night's it on does. the list. I, I, I pitch it to people. I call it Jolly Old John Wick. <laughs> yeah, Guys, I, th- I held off for so long. Listeners already know this, but I held off for so long because I thought it was just going to be some stupid, cheesy whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a badass. And dude, I'm telling not- David Harbour is so fucking enjoyable. Yeah, he's well, literally perfectly cast. Yep. Uh, David um, Harbour is enjoyable in almost everything he's in, even when he's the villain. He's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but uh, Ryan is sounding like a robot to me. So it's been yeah, like that say, for the last couple of minutes. He sounds like uh, yeah. Ned from South Park, right? He, he oh, does. No. So I, I'm Look, sure yeah, it's not on the nice recording, but uh, I feel like. We, we, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll start widening this thing down. Are there any scenes that any of you guys would like to have been mentioned that haven't been yet? Yeah. Rian um, and her commercial is also for talking about fridging women, that she is only there to be a sex object in a commercial and then to be the bane of Murtaugh's existence by everybody mm-hmm. riding him about the condoms and the rubbers. And also, super creepy that Leo says, hey, wait till you see this kid. This kid's really hot. <laughs> Ain't this kid something? This kid makes me want to buy a rubber. Kind of gross. It is very, very weirdly phrased. It was All wild right, times. Changing my rating system. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's also I have just to give Ryan a rating. problematic <laughs> shit, but uh, that one stood out bad for me. I was like, no, thank you. Uh, sure. This is not. I don't need this. Uh, the one thing I would like to mention is it's it's so weird how many people are able to sneak in through the same weird triangular window at this base. Because like at least three different people use the same fucking little window to get in. They all know it can open somehow, and they all know that they can sneak in that way. It was weird, but who who fucking cares? I liked the scene in this movie where uh, you have Joe Pesci there going into the to the consulate building uh, and being like, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to talk out, talk my friend out of uh, going to South Africa," and they're like, "Oh no, have him, have him go. Schedule a meeting. Come in, we'll talk to him." He's like, "Oh, he's here now." Comes in, he's black, and the whole the whole tone changes. And he's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "You're black. Yeah, he's black. I'm black. You're black. He's black. You know he's black." That whole that whole scene had me laughing because it's all a distraction for Riggs to get in and have that scene up in Rudy McJudy's big <laughs> oh. suite up there where he shoots the the fish tank. Fucking beautiful that the main villain has the fish tank. Love that. Yeah, yep. I love that we got to that trope. I was like, "Oh, yeah. fucking a." And when he shoots the fish tank, they're like trying to. All the fish are like flopping in the. <laughs> grab them with your hands. Like, Just grab, grab them. With what your are you hands. doing? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna mention the scene in the uh, in the consulate as well. That was that was probably my favorite scene. It was just so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he goes, 
you're black. And then Joe Pesci goes, yeah, you are black. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and like, that's just, it. that's all he can say. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're laughing about it afterwards. Oh. I, I did appreciate I that overall. They're uh, laughing and recounting afterwards is the one time I appreciated Joe Pesci. It's him recounting oh, yeah. and kind of like being able to be like, and then they're like, you're black. Ha, ha. And it's like, oh, okay. He's one of the guys now. It's just nice. And all right, cool. That's the only time I was like, it's, it's clicking for me now. But overall, yeah. I got to give this movie uh, more props because at the end of the day, a bunch of fucking white racist pricks get killed and fucking a for that, man. Hell okay. Yeah. So there's, there's this line that yeah. made me laugh in this movie. Yeah. And I sent it to Kyle. And I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but they use a very like derogative like term for black people called kaffirs. Ka- okay, kaffirs? that's that's what. Yeah, kaffirs. I didn't know what the word was, but I I, I knew it must it. meant like. Yeah, it's like a derogative. It's like what they used to call you know colored folk. And at the end of the movie, he goes, "They got." Decaffeinated mm-hmm. nice <laughs> okay. after he killed him. Uh huh. That is a pretty good line. It was really good. Oh. Made me laugh. I they were laughing at that line. And I was just like, I didn't get yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> I makes sense now. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. It's it, you can't unless you see it with like subtitles and they say decaf with a K because it's a K. Slur. Oh, did they say? Did they subtitle it that way? No, but I'm saying like you would have to know like get. I think it would. Even then, most people are not familiar with the <laughs> slur, I feel. It made me laugh because I didn't understand why they said it. And then I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, oh, that was a good line. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't that good of a line. Whatever. Um, it's better now, but maybe that makes it worse in retrospect that I had to have it explained. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's the second one-liner he drops after he kills that dude because... Uh, he also, he, the dude's up there claiming he has this diplomatic immunity, and he shoots him in the head, and he's like, it's been canceled. It's been revoked. revoked. Or been revoked. Yeah. That was badass. That was, yeah, so that was awesome, dude. And the fact that he <laughs> shot him line. in the head with a pistol from like, from like 300 yards. yards away. <laughs> <laughs> Laying down or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. It's been revoked. Uh, just, oh, man, that, that was one other thing. I love when... Uh, Riggs has the automatic weapon on like the back of the truck and he's just brr, brr, just spraying it back and forth and hitting literally everybody. <laughs> also, the dudes in the helicopter can't hit him with the, the automatic weapon, but he stops his truck and pops off three shots and drops him. It kills two guys in the helicopter. <laughs> so good. Uh, the dog, the dog did not die. Nope. Thank God. Dog was a good boy. I did love oh, one other good, one. Good boy, and then sir. I think I'm ready to I, I really liked when he comes back home and Joe Pesci has like cleaned and organized into his entire trailer. <laughs> he's like, "What? I liked it like that." And he's like, "What? Why? How you, it's filthy, okay? Okay. You can't live okay. like this." I also yeah, liked his dog's trap they, door. I don't know. All right, this is Yeah. And then somehow nah. both uh <laughs> Mel Gibson and Patsy Kensett were able to squeeze in through the doggy yeah. door in the yeah. bottom somehow. <laughs> and they also just didn't shoot through the bottom of this trailer at all. They shot every other aspect of it, but not the bottom. So just get underneath. You'll be safe. I think Ryan almost turned around to this movie and then he's like, "No, no, still fuck it." <laughs> No. We almost had him. 
No, okay. I don't think I've turned around. I was just going to be more negative, and I was like, yeah, we don't need that. I'll just <laughs> keep quiet. Enjoy it. <laughs> Have fun. Um, all right. Uh, we'll do the, our, our rating system. I know it's been a, a bit since you guys have been on, and we have a weird one, so I figure I'll do to Sean, and then Sean can do to Ryan, and then Ryan to Michael. Okay. So then sure. you guys can kind of get two aspects of how we do it, but, you know... We, we can keep it all differently, but, uh, I might take the, I might take the easy one here. I'm going to be so I'm mad. Gonna... Oh yeah. You want to go okay, first? Go, go first. Go first. You can do me. No, cause I'm asking Ryan. Okay. Okay. Sean, if you were a semi-suicidal cop, you're good. Just, who just had. A night's long bang session with a South African woman you just met. And she's not from South Africa. I thought she was also. No, she's from like, um, she's, she's, she's Dutch. Dutch. Oh, okay. For this Dutch chick that you just met. <laughs> and uh, then bad guys come and shoot up your trailer. And they shoot this trailer, let's say, eh, 8,000 times, <laughs> roughly. <laughs> On a scale of one to eight thousand bullet holes, what are you giving Lethal Weapon Two? Man, I don't remember what I gave the first one. It can't. It can't be that high. Um, no, I think it I was didn't. equivalent to like a six out of ten. Oh, okay, sweet. So, how many bullet holes? How many bullets? Eight thousand. I, I gave 8, you a nice even eight thousand, so it's easy to get. A somewhere. nice easy even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle, if I if a bunch of bad guys are gonna be smoking up my my trailer, I, they're gonna miss with like a lot of them. But I think they'll end up hitting. They'll end up hitting with probably like sixty three hundred and eighty seven of them. Okay. Sixty three hundred eighty seven. Okay. I. I don't I don't know really what that breaks down to, but it felt right at the time when I was saying the <laughs> it's, numbers. It's pretty high because okay. it's not a scale well, of 10. It's a scale of eight. So six point. What, it's pretty good. Um, No, that's still that's like a 72 percent. That's yeah, that's less than yeah. three quarters. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to make sense. Um <laughs> It really does. It was <laughs> it was fun. I enjoy these two, the two of these together, the two of these characters together. I like their dynamic. They're back and forth. I did enjoy uh, Getz's or Joe Pesci's Getz in this movie. His character, while over the top, I think we'll get you. You know, we all have that super annoying friend that's like that and just never shuts the fuck up. It's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe <laughs> it's Micah. Maybe it's. A Paul, I don't know, <laughs> but damn, you're just fucking um, firing all kinds of bullets. Wow, <laughs> who else could it be? Keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, I like yeah. the weapon two more now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he he made me laugh a lot. And a lot of crazy shit. Even though, like Ryan said, was kind of repetitive from the first movie, it felt um, 
it felt more fun to me in this movie. So I don't know. It, I'm it, I'm not looking for a very high bar when it comes to this month's worth of movies. And it was just it was enjoyable. It was a good time. I liked it more than the first one. So uh, 6,287 or whatever I said is the <laughs> Ryan. Uh, your daughter just starred in a condom commercial that <laughs> all of your coworkers watched. Okay. You can only imagine how this is going to go. You thought it was going to be a sweet commercial. You're super hype. You're super proud, but you get to work the next day and there's a, there's a condom tree on your desk <laughs> out of a yeah. potential 99 condoms, condom tree branches on this tree how many condoms stayed on this tree okay that's pretty good i'm glad you gave me the odd number because uh i was kind of on the line of even um so i think i'll go slightly more positive and say 50 out of 99 so if it's on the line it swings towards positive by a bit I, like I said, I'm of real two minds on this movie. Um, I think the the many shots of Three Stooges kind that points out my issues with this movie. It leans more into this sitcom slapsticky stuff. A lot of these situations feel like what you would see like on a TV show of that time. And it like, I don't know, the situational aspect of it all just, uh, it, I don't know, does not really work for me a lot of it. But Mergs and Rig, still really solid. I think any of the car chases, the, the the two opening car chases are fantastic. Top tier, still really, really good. And there's like a lot of, even if it's dumb, uh, fun to be had with the diplomatic immunity. Because if, for the very least, it gives you like, I think the glorious line of like, it's been revoked. And like that shot, it's so, <laughs> it's clear like they knew how to end the movie. And then they they had nothing else. Like, they, they put that line down. They're like, well, that's it. Like, we can't do anything else. Like, that's how this movie needs to end. So, for better or worse, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mixed. But I will also say this is because I've seen these movies now five, six times a piece at the very least. So, if this one feels a little old hat, it's also because I've seen it half a dozen times now, too. We do t- we, we touch on that a lot. Like, sometimes when you see a movie that ha- so many other movies are based on, when you see the yeah. real one for the first time, it has sort of a diminishing effect because whatever it brought to the table by this time, you've seen oftentimes done at a better level. Better. So, yeah, yeah. It totally makes a lot of sense. I do. I did really like uh, your point. I just want to jump in here real quick. You mentioned the Three Stooges. Like mm-hmm. they show that scene of uh, Riggs and the dog watching the Three Stooges very early on, and they call back to that so many times. Like there's a scene mm-hmm. where you know after he punches, gets in the nose in the pool a couple of times. He does like the the whole <laughs> the whole mo lifting up curly by his nose thing. And I grew uh-huh. up watching the Stooges every Saturday morning, and I. Every time something like that happened, it made me laugh, and I think it grew my appreciation for it more, and I completely forgot until you mentioned that. I'm like, oh, I made a note of that, too. Sorry. So Sean's actually 6,482. <laughs> no, 6,397. 
right. <laughs> Still not nice. a great yeah. movie. I, 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 yeah, and I would say to anybody listening, probably align yourself with these three dudes. I am absolutely the jaded, cynical, burnt out one on this one. And it's it's my baggage with this series I know. So, huge grain of salt. Ryan actually. back on for a, a fun, good movie. Soon. Yeah. We'll get you, buddy. John Wick uh, 4. Oh, that's what I really was thinking it. I just didn't want to pitch it on the show, but I literally had the same idea. I'll just have to watch it right. soon enough. Michael. Yes. Okay. So, you're undercover, and you bust some South Africans transporting some goods. You open up Classic. the trunk, and it's 800 Krugerands. How many of those Krugerands are you just going to take? Because it's better than going back to the drugs or the streets or whatever. Even if it's drug money, you just take those Krugerands. Okay, hold on. Out of 800, you said? Uh, yeah, I did another eight, but yeah, let's do 800. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I have my calculator app here. I got to figure out. I don't know if I'm that's an making. appropriate amount of Krugerands. Okay, so... I'm giving it 640 Krugrands out of 800 Krugrands because that's equivalent to 8 out of 10. <laughs> nice. I think I was I was in the same boat as Sean where I think I think I gave the first one like a 6 or a 6 and a half mm-hmm. where uh, so and Sean I think kind of um, elocuted my feelings better than I have so far whereas just like the first one is supposed to be like the birth of the buddy cop movie. But I feel like watching it, I was like, I'm watching kind of more of like a hard-boiled action movie, and I'm not getting sort of that buddy cop dynamic. Whereas Mm -hmm. now I have this established relationship with these two characters. We can just dive right in and let the the zaniness begin. And I think that's really what connected most with me about this one compared to the first one. Ending, again, had the great lines and then just stopped i guess i would have liked a little bit more after that but i had so much fun that i can live with it and enjoy watching it again so um so kyle yeah buddy uh subway fucked up (laughs) okay yeah they 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 gave you the wrong sandwich Uh uh-huh you're pulling away from the drive-thru you ordered the uh milk toast tuna sandwich uh, <laughs> okay. that you always get after work every day. But they yeah. actually gave you the five alarm chili sandwich. And you've got to take a shit. <laughs> um, you sit down and you realize that your toilet is uh, strapped with a bomb. Uh-huh. Which is convenient because you have to take a long shit anyway. Sure. But um, the bomb squad doesn't get there for 18 hours. Okay, yeah. How many of those hours out of 18 did you enjoy watching this movie? <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate, first of all, the uh, the adherence to the eight theme. Yep. Um, Had to. <laughs> uh, I also, you guys have said nearly everything that I feel about this movie. Um it does become the distilled buddy cop. The The harshness of the ending, I totally agree with you on, Michael, and I can tell you in full confidence this is the only one that ends that way. 
the first one, the third one, and the fourth one all have like a, a follow up wrap up after the bad guys are defeated. So uh, it is very weird and jarring in this one. Uh, but with that said, and in line with the rest of y'all, uh, 16 hours out of that 18 hours was a fairly enjoyable time, oddly enough, for sitting on a toilet. Uh, <laughs> those last two hours, though, once my legs went to sleep, were real hell. But no, uh, yeah, about the same as y'all, but like a 75-ish, 80-ish in that range. Really, really, really enjoyed this movie because it just leans into the camp. They could have gone either way, and I think had they stuck with the original Shane Black script, they would have gone the much more harsher, realistic route. I think even in the in his draft, Riggs was going to die in this one. So, mm-hmm. Arguably maybe needed. Possibly, but then they couldn't milk way more money at because this movie also blew the first one out in terms of like money return like this made the most money and that's rare in general for a sequel to outperform the first movie so the fact that it did that just ensured i think overall they probably made the right decision because they could keep going with these so yeah and that's the overall real return on a movie that's all it those hollywood dickheads care about is their fat cat money all God, art is they pump these out, out of, every couple of years. I mean, like it sounds like you're being facetious, but I'm not hearing any lie. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, it is. It is bullshit. Like it sucks that all the art that I love at at its core was created for a capitalistic reason. But it's like also, I have to accept that to get the art that I enjoy. So it's like fuck, man. It's like the double edged mm-hmm. sword. It's like buying a Rage Against the Machine CD. Right? It's so counterintuitive, like, but it's... <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? Eh? But anyways, uh, overall, man, fucking thank you guys for sticking around, for coming on all the time. Uh, we, we love action movies so much, we've, we've doubled it up. This is the second time you both have been on this year. We'll see you again in July when we're talking about Lethal Weapon 3. We're Can't back wait. into oh, yeah. it, baby. Um, that's all I got to say, though. I love you boys. Michael, Ryan, mwah, mwah. Guys are my baby boys. I love you both. Always happy to come on. It's always <laughs> awesome to talk to you guys. This is so much fun. I love doing this shit. Oh, yeah. Yes, thank you so much for having me and Michael on. Uh, it is a great privilege and honor to be here. Uh, poo-pooing I... on the things you guys love. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> As always, with These this... are my favorite times yeah. of the year. It's uh, just... Me too, man. <laughs> It's it's so nice to what I really love about the action movie months is like you don't have to really worry if like when you're picking out a movie, R- Ryan, I, I'm sure, you know, you had several hundred episodes worth of this where like you're trying to pick out a movie and it's always in your head. Well, what if the other person doesn't like this movie? You want to pick movies that are going to be enjoyable all the way around. Right. So when you get to action movie December you can't really go wrong with an action movie. Okay. Maybe it's really dumb. Maybe the actions really sucked, but that's all stuff that you can kind of laugh at at this point. Mm -hmm. So I really do enjoy these months and having you guys on is an absolute blast. Uh, I had one other thing I felt I was going to say, I can't remember. I always ruin his train of thought. It's fantastic. 
it doesn't matter. It's the ADHD. It's not you, baby. Blame it on my oh, ADHD. Okay. It's me. You're probably just going to praise Michael and I for joining you, like Sean just did, and just give us more. Oh, grace, that was what that uh, actually really in. what it was. To right? quote That's Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof, tradition. I, I appreciate you guys taking part in my dumb traditions and the fact that I like to do things. <clears throat> And I don't know why, but it, it's fun. I appreciate you guys just jumping on board because every fucking year we're going to have you boys, and I love it. Uh, happy Action Movie December, everyone. Happy Action Movie December, you guys. I love you all. This was a fantastic one. Maybe easily my favorite one. We crushed it this year. Every movie ruled. So uh, Until next time, y'all, uh, stick around for that fun stuff at the end where you can hear uh, a three-sided conversation without Ryan. <laughs> He only it's jumps in. Two hour in long episode, by the way. It's going to be great. Talks about like mollusks or something. <laughs> mollusks, yeah. Mollusks. <laughs> we're, we're talking furries. <laughs> <laughs> ah. well, bye, everyone. Bye. rather have to get off of a toilet rig with C4 or or get off a toilet Murtaugh with C4. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. Never mind. Would you rather do that or would you rather dive out of a window with two guys into a pool? I it's seven stories, so 70 feet. With yeah, I think it's the pool, pool, like easily. Because I don't okay. know if I, I mean I I'm like eighty seven percent confident I would survive the pool fall. That drops to like twenty maybe <laughs> if I realize that I'm strapped with C four. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thanks, Go boys. Go yourself. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Sean had me think of it. A ring a ding ding. Ring a dong dong. <laughs> ah, ah, ringing them dongs. Uh, oh, that's my favorite Dr. Dre song. Um, I'm not. I don't know why I thought you're gonna say Dr. Seuss book, but that's where Where's I thought you're going. Ring a ding ding is my favorite Dr. Seuss dong. book. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are thing one and thing two. Could you imagine <laughs> what the who's? Could you imagine what the Who's down in Whoville are doing when they're ring-a-ding-ding, they ring a dong dongs <laughs> <laughs> That's some Who socks on the doorknob, you know what I'm saying? Some Who socks on the doorknob? <laughs> yeah. Is it... All right. Is it weird... Yes. ...to especially find, like, the, uh, the hotter older lady, like, extra hot in her Who makeup? Where it scrunches up her no- like her face and gives her yeah. almost like a mutt mouth. Does that make somebody it, weird? Not it, me. It, I, it makes- <laughs> I'm a normal person. But does you know that what it makes- looks like? If somebody huh. used one of those face apps and took uh, uh, yeah. like um, Goofy. No, not Goofy. Pluto the dog. And face apped the do- their face onto Pluto's face and then scrunched up the, the nostrils or the snout, if you will. Sure. And then that's, that's saying, how they I made think who's. There's some people that might be into that, and that's weird. 
I thought we didn't kink shame here unless they're putting on costumes. Well, I mean, come on. Would you okay. do Okay. Would you is do cons- Jim Carrey as the Grinch? No. <laughs> I mean, just because I'm not doing Jim Carrey. But okay. Um kind of related question. Is it considered like where's the line on being a furry? Okay. So like if it's can I think if it's you're pretty weird, pretty easy to define line. I don't think so. Because no? if you're no, because a lot of people do cats, right? Like the cat furries. But oh, what if it's what a hairless saying. cat? Like our cat ear girls, is that furry? I I don't know what you just said, but but what if it's a naked mole rat banging <laughs> a naked mole rat? Is that still furries? Man, <laughs> I'm stepping back. What's up, boys? Uh, I see. Okay, so it's two people in yeah. fursonas of a naked mole rat. Yeah, that don't have any fur. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Like, and at that point, it's just a skin suit, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just two halfway inflated sumo wrestling suits. <laughs> With all of the folds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's whiskers. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to feel around in the dark. <laughs> oh, no. I really this is hope good, that this is a good start. Ruined. We're not I getting hope- any input from our good buddies, Ryan and Michael. What, what's your input on the furry debate here, fellas? I can't We're input because right I'm in. laughing. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. But and here's and here's the thing that like the furryism things is like like the accepted part of bestiality, I guess. But so like if you branch into the whale tusk world, are you broaching into the the inappropriate side? Yeah, if the teeth are bigger than your penis. <laughs> that's that is so like the people that dress up as dragons i guess they're not a furry yeah aren't they aren't they like reptilies or something i think I, they're I reptilies scalies scalies <laughs> scalies actually it yeah yeah do we just create a subdivision of furries no i think that's a thing i'm gonna look it up while you guys talk you look it up no i'm not computer. i'm not somebody else ruined their search history <laughs> Is it because uh, it's? Is it because know, it sounds just... like scabies? There's a. Uh... Oh. That dry, cold texture. I think the problem I feel people have with snakes is that they're almost like uh, uncanny valley style. Like, because we're humans and like we're used to our mobility, like something that has no limbs and. Like it's it just it it bothers people on like a way that I almost feel like, uh, like an eldritch horror does. Like, you, it bothers you on a level you you don't understand and you can't explain, but it's primal and it doesn't feel right. And that's funny to me. 
There's I, uh, an American Horror Story season that just um, the the image of it with just like all the holes on somebody's face and like stuff coming out of all of the big holes just gave me the creeps. Trypophobia. <laughs> yeah. I, I, man, real fucking gross. Real fucking gross. I, uh, I went to incognito mode to look this up. Um, scaly you. is a first speech term used to describe both anthropomorphic creatures of the reptile and amphibian variety and furries that identify themselves as such or prefer the concept of such beings over furred characters. It is also wow. a self-moniker for the users of Altfan. So, be gosh darned. so as, right. it, is, it seems that it seems as though the furry spectrum or a furry is an umbrella encompassing scaly, maybe. No, no disrespect, me. but this is like the first time I think I've ever hoped and prayed that the protections of incognito mode have failed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I think this proves to me like a parallel thinking. To the furry community, we are also just as perverted a group of people because we came up with Scaly all alone, and it was already in the community. So well there's streets guys. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Micah, you still in uh, incognito? Here we go. Let's go. How about a feathery? Is that a thing? <laughs> like oh, for birdies? birds? Birdies? Birdies. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Stay away um... from my cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> well, this just reminds me there's an, an earlier episode of American Dad where like one of the B storylines involves a furry convention. And one of the guys at the co- furry convention actually dresses up as a car. And he just like runs over the furries and that's his sexual kink oh that's, that's amazing just, that is making me think of this now and that's uh quite did humorous he, did you hear about the one that showed up as a duck and kept asking people if he could screw him no because <laughs> ducks have corkscrew shaped penises yeah they do they have very weird shaped penises yeah that came off the top of my head all right pretty impressed it, it has taken me to a uh, wiki fur Oh um, gosh! Latest news stories: very... uh, Kung Fu Panda Four trailer review oh, I, of the oh, Boy no. and the Heron. <laughs> no, Ooh, I want to see that. Wait, I'm I'm Where already I'm I'm so out of it because <laughs> they're corrupting. Of course, they corrupt Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah. Uh, and so just we everything. Okay, review: Five Nights at Freddy's (parentheses the movie, not the game) close parentheses. So that's good. Good. I want to see a everything. furry remake of Godzilla minus one. Minus one. <laughs> a scaly remake, you must say. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, a scaly yeah. remake, a reimagining, if you will. <laughs> Re- I want to see Let's his mouth Nova. Um, unrelated to furries. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <Shockingly>. <laughs> and it would have been <laughs> fine. <laughs> and yeah. Because it, it's unrelated to furries. Uh-huh. Oysters? O- oysters are pretty bald. I think that's scalies. Those are, those are bivalves. The, those are fishies. <laughs> those are clammies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you get after the furry convention. 
Oh my god. It's clammies. <laughs> I need a mute. Uh, have you guys oh, ever had Clamato juice? There's not a chance in this world that I'm ever drinking that. No? No. I don't no. Like Hardly that just appeared. sounds Is that like the brine inside of a clam? No, Clamato juice, it's like a it's a mixture of clam juice, I believe, and tomato juice. You can buy it. It's like it's more for a uh, mixing of alcoholic beverages, but it is a base like in the tomato section. That's such a people use that in like Bloody Marys and stuff, right? I believe to a degree. Huh. Hmm. Ryan will figure out his thing. Just keep your record- recording, Ryan, and we'll keep talking. It's all about the Benjamins. Um, what I do know, I don't know about Clamato juice. Where are we going with this? I have no uh, idea. Why'd you bring it up? Do you I, drink was, it on the reg? No. I'm, I've had it one time, I think, because, again, Hartman would get it uh, periodically, and he liked it. Hartman drank weird shit. He would also eat just a garlic clove to the dome. Just yeah. just pop it? Uh-huh. I can't say much. I I eat raw onion like on the daily, but I can't Man. not like a full bulb of it or anything. Like I'll eat my a grandpa of would do like rings. a full bulb, like an apple, like a white onion, because he grew up on an onion farm. Like so, that was like his comfort treat. As an he would get a, an onion bulb and a salt shaker and just go to town. Also, died of a heart attack. Surprise. Man, huh. I was about to ask: Did he live a long life? Because if no. he did, like that might be the secret. But it's not. Well, it Holes isn't. taught us that peaches and onions is a cure for something. Oh, I don't remember that in Holes. Holes, the Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, it was the cure for stinky feet, but it also like prevented them from getting bit by the yellow spotted lizards. Hmm. Are you good, Ryan? Nice. All right. Has your Keep audacity still recording. been going? <laughs>